0: It's Friday, August 30th, 2019, and welcome to episode 227 of Tech Talk for Teachers. I'm Tom Grissom. And I'm
1: Eric Hernandez.
0: Yay, Eric's with us. (laughs) Welcome to Tech Talk for Teachers, the show about teaching and learning with technology. I'm very excited. Uh, Eric is my new GA here at the Instructional Technology Center. So we're breaking him in right here the first first week of school, coming back to school. So, uh, Eric, what are we going to talk a little bit about today? You want to know a little bit about? Uh, podcasting. We're going to learn more about podcasting. You're in the right place. Mm-hmm. So first time ever. First time for Eric doing a podcast, so uh, we'll be talking a little bit about that. And then we've got a couple of technology picks of the week, I believe, to share with you this time. And uh, be sure to check out our show notes for uh, links to those. So we'll go ahead and get started. So here we go. Here we go. Very excited to announce a new guest on the show, and uh, we have a new graduate assistant in the Instructional Technology Center, and his name is Eric Hernandez, and he joins us today. Welcome, Eric. Well, thank you. It's really it's a new experience. Uh, Hello. Hello. So I thought what we would do is just kind of uh, you express some interest in doing some multimedia things, both uh, audio and video. Mm-hmm. So I like to start with audio. I kind of started with audio and then went to video. Mm-hmm. Audio is a little bit less intimidating, yeah. so you don't have you know have to worry about how we look and dress and comb <laughs> our Non-verbal hair and all of that. And all that. But audio is extremely important to video as well. Mm-hmm. So if you hone your skills and, and make a good audio production, that's going to carry over to video production. Mm-hmm. In fact, many argue that sounds more important, you know, than, than video. If you uh, if you ever watch something on YouTube or something, you can put up with a little bit of you know pixelation mm-hmm. and things. But if the sound starts you know breaking up, people lose patience with oh. that very very quickly. Yeah, I can see that. So uh, Eric joins us coming coming in new this semester, and. I'm just going to kind of throw it open to you on questions on podcasting, because this is a good, every now and then I get listeners saying, you know, what does it take to make a podcast? Mm -hmm. And we're set up maybe, I would say mid-range in -hmm. setting up a, uh, you know, a little podcast studio here, which is just actually in my office. It's very minimal equipment. You can actually just start with your phone. You know, anything that will record sound, you know, we can do. Uh, So ask away, I guess.
1: (laughs) I guess like what what have you done since you have told me you've been in position for quite some time. What like other like media things have you
0: done? Well, anything instructional, you know, with instructional technology, and since more and more of the world is moving online, one of the challenges, and I take it as a challenge, is I often have professors coming to me and saying, well, I do this in my face-to-face classroom. How do I do it online? Mm-hmm. And nine times out of 10, I can find a, a workaround that is good or better than what they're doing in their face-to-face classroom. Mm-hmm. So I, I've been doing this, the Tech Talk for Teachers podcast. Uh, we've been doing this since 2007. So yeah, its mm-hmm. it's been a while. Uh, <laughs> But consistency is very, very important. I think the average podcast lasts 20 episodes. Oh. So we're on, I think this is 227, 227. Wow. <laughs> so I think we broke the 20, the 20 barrier and we're still, we're still going strong. But you have to commit and mm-hmm. make a schedule like anything else yeah. and gradually get better. For a long time, way back in the day, whenever I first started, I, I remember I literally was just using like a little $10 Radio Shack oh. microphone. And I say Radio Shack, they're not even in business anymore. So some of our listeners might <laughs> um, even know who Radio Shack is. Yeah, I
1: actually do. I remember Radio Shack. You used shop there.
0: Yep. So they were an electronic store. Mm-hmm. But my philosophy is I want anybody, any K-12 teacher, uh, any professor, university, or, you know, just the general public out there to not be intimidated and, and, you know, expect that you have to go out and spend a lot of money to do this. Mm. As I said, today's modern smartphones are very, very good.
1: Yeah, I remember. I've been seeing like apps, like there's like tons of apps that like do various just a, things. Just a voice recorder. Mm-hmm.
0: That's all you need. Start with the sound. The important thing is start because people wait. It's like, well, I got to be perfect. I got to have yeah. this. I've got to have that. And let me just make a little audio description of what we're set up here. Yeah, we literally are sitting in my office. Mm-hmm. I have a microphone sitting in front of me. Eric has a microphone sitting in front of him. These are a little bit more sophisticated microphones. These are called condenser microphones and they're uh, High lpr 40 They're made in Chicago, Illinois. Hey. So that's one reason I go with them, but they, they have a very nice sound. So they, they are a step up, mm-hmm. you, know, from, you know, from just regular off the shelf, you know, consumer type. I also have a mixer and a mixer is just simply a, a little device off to the side that each one of our microphones plugs into and they're called inputs. So I have my microphone plugged into input one, Eric's is plugged into input two, and that way I can control the volume with sliders on this mixer Mm -hmm. independently. So that's, and the mixer just takes those input sources and mixes them into one. So if we had a third guest or a fourth guest, you know, everybody would have their microphone. This is also how I do it with our EIU Innovate uh, podcast that uh, Dr. Hendrickson does from our grad school. Mm Uh, he comes in, brings a guest in, and just does an interview. And I'm recording to the mixer. And from the mixer, it's going into a digital audio recorder. And I prefer recording to the digital audio recorder than directly to my computer. It's always been more reliable. You know, you don't have to worry about something happens to your computer if it gets busy or something like that. I'm recording directly to an SD card over here on to my left. We both have headphones on so the headphones help us as you know the the uh as the podcast people presenting to actually hear so if i notice that we're you know sounds fading out a little bit i can bump the volume up a little bit or down if we're too loud so that's just kind of the basic setup and usually you know uh, like i said these these microphones are a little over 300 dollars, i believe so these are a little bit more expensive one the other one that i have over here is an sm58 microphone and it is about a hundred dollars, not you know, oftentimes under hundred dollars, and that's actually one that you'll see performers use a lot on stage. That's a Shure SM58, and if you kind of notice on stage and things, a lot of a lot of singers use that. It's a very very rugged yeah. microphone, and it's more omnidirectional, meaning that it'll pick up sounds from around. Versus these, I'm going to lean in. I want you to hear the difference in my voice as I get closer. And then back away, and then back, and back, then back, 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 back away. So the radio announcers really like the condenser style because they can get right up on it and talk and it is a little bit more so. bassy. <laughs> so that's it. I mean, like I said, like anything else, perfecting your craft takes years and time and iterations and mm-hmm. you learn, learn little tips and tricks along the way. But, uh that's basically it. I'm I'm glad you're taking this opportunity <laughs> to uh, to come in and talk to us because this is something for you. Mm-hmm. No matter no matter what your subject area, whatever you're, you know, going to graduate here from EIU, this is a good experience because now you can put this on your resume. <laughs> it's like I made a podcast yeah, at the ITC. It's the first time. It's, it's it's so new. It's like, "Ah, oh, it's so cool." <laughs> so the the other things, let's just talk a little bit about We've only been here one week, so we need to yeah. qualify that. So Eric is brand yes. new. I'm refreshing. Break, breaking, breaking <laughs> him in here, and uh, you know, we we just got so many opportunities and things to work with. So what do you think so far?
1: Uh, I think it's pretty great. Like because back at my old university, I was an IT person in the medical college at my previous university at University of Iowa, and I was also an RA back there. And coming here is like a combination of the two, where I could like still I'm still an IT person and I could just do stuff like that but we're focused in the College of Education. So oftentimes I'll meet with uh, um, students from the College of Ed, and I get to do bulletin boards, which I really really do enjoy. Mm-hmm. I'm currently on working one right now. Almost done, it's got digital letters. And I really like it so far. I, like I'm actually like I'm always excited to go back to work. Yeah, well, good, good.
0: Uh, at the university, I always said medical school.
1: Yes, the medical college. I worked. I was an IT person for the medical
0: college. So, what, were you more in a technical capacity of fixing and loading software, or did you actually do some media creation and things? Uh,
1: less on the media commu- um, communication and things, more on like because what we did, we um, set up the equipment for the professors there before class starts, so I'll arrive. I'll have like a sheet of all the classes that I right. need to go and come send them up. But we involved a lot of uh, recording our pr- presentations, because like all the professors oh. want to record presentations. Did you use Panopto? Yeah, Panopto. Okay. So we use Panopto. So we had to make sure that's running, make sure the audio's, want well, to make sure, you want to record a whole session, there's no audio. Right. So we had to make sure the audio's working, the microphone's good, like no to hear, no nothing, right. input, output, like stuff like that. And yeah, make sure they actually hit the record button. Yes. <laughs> Some there was one time a professor did not hit the record. Oh, button that's happened
0: and... to us here too. <laughs> we, we did one segment. I usually record these things in segment. There's one time <gasps> out of the 220 shows, it was just a, a small segment, but uh, I got that's that's a disadvantage. I'm running everything. I'm the, I'm the announcer, the speaker, running the <laughs> the mixer here, having a conversation with my guest, and trying to do that. And it's like. Oh, and as you say that, I'm looking over here. Yes, I did press record. <laughs> so we are, we are recording right now. But it has been known to happen. Yeah, because uh, it's just
1: one little button. Sometimes it's yeah. easy to glance well, over. And,
0: and one of the guests that I had in this particular model, I'm using an Ederall R05, which I'm not even sure they make this model anymore. But on this particular model, a solid red button means record. Okay. And one of my guests saw it flashing red. Uh-huh. because when you when it's flashing red, you can start hearing you're kind of checking your levels and everything, mm. but it's not recording mm, gotcha. and and they thought well it's recording it's it's flashing over it's like nope it's not <laughs> not on this one, so know your equipment I guess is <laughs> And, you know, that's a challenge in today's environment with bringing your own device, you know, yeah. and just helping faculty and staff mm-hmm. and students, you know, there's just such a variety of hardware out there and you can't know it all.
1: Yeah, no, because um, like uh, sometimes, uh, not only sometimes professors, sometimes I have like uh, actual students who use presentations and sometimes they bring their own laptop, but it was like Apple products and Apple right. products are way more harder because <laughs> yeah. you need certain adapters to like connect to the, right, the dongles to, to uh, present, like mm-hmm. to... And sometimes, oh, you only have this adapter. So, the quickest thing that we'll ask them, professors, anyone students, to put on their flash drive. Because flash drive right. is it's like easy you just can plug it in and you're all set to go
0: right. yeah technology certainly changed over the years and we're going through that evolution right here because we're upgrading our classrooms to some new switching equipment well the latest is HDMI mm-hmm. but our old ones are VGA mm-hmm. you know and the same thing you have to have that adapter yeah. to, to work in so we're you know with the new ones we'll have the uh, the option of both VGA mm-hmm. and HDMI because I don't even think you can buy a laptop anymore with a VGA you know yeah. on it
1: like mine doesn't <laughs> but uh,
0: w- but we still have a lot of legacy equipment that mm. we do need that support yes. so yeah it's it's a moving target uh, always but it's going to be a big improvement because the hdmi will take both the audio yes. and the video across and our projectors are are much more high resolution mm. so we're really looking forward to that and we're we're uh, Almost there with getting our College of Education classrooms uh, upgraded to the new things. So, uh, all right, uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, Any other last thoughts or things about the job here? No, other than I'm excited for the rest of the semester. Okay. Well, we'll certainly be doing some more projects as we go along. So stay tuned. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. A technology pick of the week this week is a new service that's uh, really becoming quite popular on my social media network, and it's called Wakelet, W-A-K-E-L-E-T, and this is kind of a social media slash listing service, it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Tumblr, but it's a very, very clean interface. And the social aspect of it allows you to essentially make like little miniature mini multimedia collections and share that out there with your friends. And they also have the ability to uh, have collaboration without the need. You just need to share a link, but without the need of the other person setting up a user ID and password that has pluses and minuses out there. You need to be careful with obviously who you share that with, or you can make it completely private, or you can make something called unlisted, which is typically what I do so that I can share that unlisted link out there uh, with somebody and it's a very very clean interface a lot of people in the microsoft innovative educator community are really starting to use this it's it's a clean look and the other recent you know recent as of this summer feature and i don't know if i shared this with you eric microsoft has put a lot of emphasis on accessibility and they're building in like screen readers Mm -hmm. and, and things uh into all their software and now they're releasing uh with Immersive Reader which has been around for quite a while uh, to third parties and Wakelet's oh. a third party uh, service out there. So I've got a little symbol here and anytime you have a block of text, if I click on that, that takes me into this Immersive Reader m- mode which this was designed with uh, research based on dyslexia. Oh, cool. So you can come out here and uh, you know, I can say show me the nouns, verbs, adjectives, show labels I can come out here, obviously change the uh, font. Uh, If you're having trouble with visual crowding and things, I can take this down to one line. So I'm kind of doing a demo here uh, over audio. I'm trying to explain this as we go through, or three lines, or I can hit, let me turn my speakers up just a little bit here. And if I hit play,
1: the Instructional Technology Center at Eastern Illinois University is a teacher education resource
0: center. So I'll just pause that. But I can control the speed of that. I control the size of the font. So if you have visual problems and you need to increase your font size, you can uh-huh. do that, that's so cool. but just the ability to read back the words in audio—you mm-hmm. know, anything you know that that's that you paste into a text box there is now accessible uh, in Wakelet via the immersive reader. So that's a big plus. This has been going on for a while, and I finally jumped on the bandwagon here in the last couple of weeks. And I do like the clean look. This mm-hmm. is something that would be very valuable for instructors to go out and share, like a list of you know interesting links or something or resources out there for the web and because it uses embeddable content you kind of see the preview and you can actually like a YouTube video if you if you uh, list a YouTube video in Wakelet you can actually play it in line so you can kind of do some scope and sequence out there as well and it's just a nice clean way We've got some SoundCloud out there of course OneNote Uh, And then here's a YouTube video uh, that I have. So very nice, clean. The list of links are useful, but they can become overwhelming. And Mm -hmm. this is just kind of a nice way that I kind of, the way that I'm using it, I'm using it to kind of focus. Here's the cream of the crop. Here's the best of the best links and uh you know just try not to overwhelm students well here's a thousand links on everything you want to know about podcasting <laughs> you know so i could go out there and make a weg- uh, wakelet you know of tech talk for teachers and mm-hmm. say you know 10 of the most popular episodes of tech talk for teachers mm-hmm. and there it is so i will provide a link in the show notes for that so uh, if you're interested in uh, sharing uh, some social linking sites out there be sure to uh, check out wakelet so that's my tech pick <laughs>
1: That sounds very really cool. Well, for me, that would actually be actually very helpful for me too. But for me, I, I, what I'm bringing in is a group me, a group me is something that I've been using a lot lately, especially my undergrad. Like I really picked up and when I was in my undergrad at university of Iowa and it was kind of happens like uh, con uh, like subconsciously almost like it. like oh everyone a- anything with group project related in schools or classes everyone oh okay have your group me like we set up a group me just because it's really nice where all of us could just like be in one place and st- instead of just texting each person individually and it's very instant so it's instant communication everyone's all in this one place and you can see um, communicate different about ideas and stuff like that mm-hmm. work on the paper to like get make sure meetups and stuff like that. And the cool thing is you just put their ID in and simple as that. And I use it for, um, I still use it today. Uh, I think we have one for my cohort. Um, okay. And like we'll like touch base if anything. Yeah. Time like like
0: many social media, you kind of have to have that critical mass of users out there for it to become useful. Yeah. I, I mentioned when we were talking about the show that, you know, I tried GroupMe uh, some time ago. And it just never really did click that we didn't have either enough members or some of the key members of the group that i wanted to communicate with so you kind of always have to groom these social media tools around your interest and you know have that critical mass of for for it to become useful you for, for everybody so uh, so you say you are using it here for some eiu uh, related
1: yeah i i um i think we have like a group me set up um, okay and a uh, cool thing too, um, you could even if you don't have GroupMe, you can still add someone's number, phone number into it, and they get text messages. Okay. Um, and they can still reply to it, but it won't be as good. There's, it's highly recommended for you to get the app, yeah. but you can still like add, add people's numbers and get text messages. Right. on Right. The and
0: group. then depending upon the size of the group and things, it can become overwhelming too. Yeah, that's uh,
1: the one drawbacks. I. It's
0: better for small.
1: Yeah, it's better for small group. Group average is like five, maybe, okay. maybe a little more, but. I had one for the the X at UIowa, and that had over, uh, three hundred and thirty two wow. members. And I have like a total like uh hundred twenty eight you... notifications. i was gonna say, did
0: you get a notification every time oh, somebody yeah. posts? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's just too overwhelming. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's
1: so, but the cool thing is you could like mute the group oh, yeah. uh, yeah. chat so you, you don't get notifications. Yeah. So, yeah. That's why okay.
0: It. All right, I had signed up for that some time ago, but like I said, it just didn't take off with the group that I was working with, so I might have to give another look at GroupMe. So we'll provide a uh, link in the show notes for GroupMe as well. Thank you very much. That wraps it up for episode 227 of Tech Talk for Teachers. I'd like to thank Eric Hernandez for joining us here uh, for his very first podcast. <laughs> the so,
1: with uh, time, I get I will get better.
0: Yeah, no, no problem. You did great. So we'll go ahead and uh, wrap this up. For show notes, be sure to check out our website at eiu.edu/itc and click on the Tech Talk for Teachers link. Until next time, this is Tom Grissom.
1: This is Eric Hernandez.
0: Keep on learning.